everybody, welcome back to the Ones Ready Podcast. We have Command Chief Newman with us, the AMC Senior Enlisted Leader with General Menahan. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So we're at the Airlift Tanker Association, or Symposium. I'll get that right a bit. <laughs> and uh, so we, we kind of, we lost a little bit of content because we started talking about how important mobility is and the mobility Air Force is, and we really learned that. And we, it's actually a lesson that I think we, we tend to relearn very, very often. We do. We, we have a, a very short memory comes to that. So, um, like in your eyes, in the last 30 days, like how, it, how did it go from your kind of vantage point? So, you know, my experience in AMC, my first 10 years in the Air Force were in AMC. And I don't think we ever stopped moving something. Either fuel, people, aeromedical, the GAM system was always moving as a Phoenix Raven flying all around the globe to South America, Africa. And so now coming back to AMC full circle as the AMC command chief, if we learned anything in the last three months, AMC is a joint force maneuver. And I don't know how we could do it without the lift that we provide, the fuel that we provide, and the support forces that we provide to make all the things that are happening overseas right now happen. And the requests just keep coming in. I think our problem is going to be is how do we slow down enough so we can control it so we don't overuse the airlift that we have and overextend it. No, I agree. I think, I think we do run the risk of overextending ourselves, running not just the aircraft and the iron, but the people kind of into the ground. And we've got to take, at, at least as senior, le- senior enlisted leaders, we've got to take a step back and kind of make sure that we're managing that force appropriately. That's right. Yeah, because they'll do it. Airmen will do it, right? Airmen are the magic. You tell them to do it, they'll do it, and they'll work till their bones are tired and they fall. And so it's our job to make sure they don't do that. Yeah, well, we, and, and me and the crew, we always say the NCOs are the backbone of the Air Force. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I truly, truly believe that. Yeah, and, uh, and really, logistics, it, and in another engagement that we've had, logistics definitely win wars. And the failure of logistics definitely will impact how well you do or how quickly you're able to advance. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. If you can't get the stuff you need to where you need it, you're going to be hurting. Exactly, and we've we've learned that a bit in some of the recent exercises we've done. You know, Bamboo Eagle, which is a big joint exercise that, you know, you got the, the Mobility Air Force and the Combat Air Force have been working through, uh, especially with the U.S. Navy. And then you talk about um, Mobility Guardian, like, massive math massive uh links of of space and battle space and getting a ton of equipment and fuel everybody always forgets about the fuel but our tanker our tanker folks are majorly important yeah you don't go anywhere without gas and uh you know you talk about mobility guardian i don't know if it's widely known that we didn't just do mobility guardian we did several other exercises at the same time plus moved several dvs around the globe all simultaneously while we were doing Mobility Guardian, which took 3,000 airmen and surged them into the Pacific. And the fact that we did all of that and some blew my mind. I couldn't believe the amount of air power we were using and still did Mobility Guardian the way it was meant to be done. So it was pretty impressive. Yeah, I, uh, the size and scope of Mobility Guardian is is unreal. And I, I wasn't tracking that you guys did multiple exercises too. With, within that. Yeah, because every, I think, PACAF and Indo-PACOM had like two or three going on. The Army had something going on. And then I think Europe had something going on at the same time. And so we airlift, you know, mobility was supporting all of those. 
uh, with something. And then not to mention the normal taskings of getting people in the theater, out of theater, and then, you know, if, if POTUS needs to go someplace, the requirement with that. Yep. Um, oh, by the way, that's normally yeah, last minute. <laughs> yeah, it is last minute. That's You're right. Exactly Engagement right. needs to happen. President needs to be there. Who are you to call? Yeah. You and, call AMC. Well, I mean, who else are you going to call? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and I definitely don't want to get any kind of classification because I don't know if that number is, is classified or unclassified, but I think it's safe to say that it is not a, it's not a small amount of aircraft that are required to move POTUS or, or the vice either. I think everything moves when it's time to move the, the president. Yeah. And lots of support, of course, that goes into that, not just from AMC and the Reserve Guard and active duty force, but all over. So that's, that's quite the lift. So what are some of the initiatives you guys have going on directed kind of at, at the airmen, the enlisted force? So a few things we're working on inside AMC is trying to really shift everybody's mindset into the warfighter mindset. And some of the things that the boss has talked about, like our contingency response forces being more like special forces, special operations forces, and then everybody else in the math being more like contingency response. Be able to shift and lift and get on target quickly and then move again, shift and lift, move again. And so we're really working hard on trying to expand that kind of culture inside the organization. I've got to visit a few bases kind of holding off on doing immersions and stuff like that for some different reasons, but, but what I have seen has been impressive. Most folks at all the installations have some type of warfighting center that they put everybody through to learn all their readiness training and take them through any number of skills from shoot, move, to communicate, to clearing facilities, to combat casualty care. I saw at Little Rock they did nine line. Helicopter came in from Camp Robinson and did a full up nine line. And so super impressive to see the things that we're doing, not just for the airmen, but in the joint environment, because that was an Army helicopter that came in. So uh, super impressive to see how things are turning out. No, you're exactly right. And that's why it's, it's incredibly important for that whole uh, multi-capable airmen initiative that we have going on, because I think without the, the MCAs, a lot of the, the agile combat employment that we're trying to get after in that kind of post operations, it doesn't happen. It's it's a matter of empowering the airmen, empowering the NCOs to do what they need to do with Congress's intent and going out and crushing it, which is what yes, they've been what doing. That's right. I love what you said, right? So empowering the airmen. I think, you know, coming up as an airman my entire time in the Air Force, I've never been Army or anything like that. The things that we do well is empower airmen. And we've always been multi-capable, always. I think we are now starting to see the benefit of that and codify it. That's my personal opinion. And I can't imagine a better Air Force than what we're going to be in the future because all of our airmen are becoming even more specialized than they were before at supporting things. So uh, it's going to be a good time to be in the Air Force. Oh yeah, no, you're right. We are, not just our Air Force, but our enlisted force is never been smarter, never been more educated, never been more trained, um, especially with the amount of exercise we've had. You know, we've had uh, since 2000, 2001, you know, theater engagement after theater engagement and and they've just done wonders for us that's right we've done this before yeah yeah, we have done it we've made it to the field we've been tested and we came back home that's great yep well chief i don't want to take up too much of time uh is there any kind of parting words that like our demographic is kind of a 15 to 25 maybe 30 year olds that want to join the air force what kind of advice would you give to them take a chance Something I heard Chief Toberman say, the Chief Master Sergeant of the Space Force, he said, you know, joining the military is a chance to start over. 
And that is really how it was for me. I was on a path to destruction and really not living my life probably the best that I could until I joined the Air Force and it showed me a better way. And that there is something else out there and that you can rise to the occasion and get those things done. So super thankful for my time in the military, coming up on 29 years in January, and I uh, couldn't imagine doing it any other way. That's awesome, congrats. Appreciate it. No, that's huge. I'm, I'm at 24 years right now, so yeah. uh, I'm, en I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. All right, you. thanks a lot, Jim. Yeah, thank you.